You're listening to Bite Sized Beauty, a podcast by Adore Beauty that breaks down the topics you want to hear more about into easy to listen to bite sized series. From sex to skin, we can guarantee there's something for everyone. So go on, sink your teeth into it. So we've got Raquel from Who Is Elijah jumping on shortly. You love her fragrances, don't you, Kate? I love her fragrances. Um, I'm so impressed with that range and I I wear them Mm. quite regularly. I probably wear Muse um, the most often, but um, yeah, oh, beautiful fragrances. And I'm I'm really excited to hear the story actually of how they were created. Like how do you, how do you just go and invent a fragrance? Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I think um, she really was on my radar. I was following her on Instagram and obviously kind of forwarding things onto Micah and to Sam and talking about it. But it wasn't until they launched, which was at the beginning of this year, and then to know that they'd sold out four times over, like the, she'd sold out on Adore Beauty four times over. I was like, okay, I really got to get in on this. So yeah, I totally. bought his her after Amy's brilliant article. Oh, it's a beautiful one. Um, and so it's really nice to kind of like be in a position now where we're going to chat to her about it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the story. Ask her all the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. So, hey, Raquel, I'm a newbie. I've not met you before, um, but I, my name's Danny. I work in skincare and wellness, but have the pleasure of doing this uh, little Beauty Biz podcast with Kate and meeting some of our um, amazing female-founded businesses. Um, so did you want to do a little bit of an intro and let our listeners know a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so um, my name's Raquel. Um, I am the founder and creative director of Who's Elijah Fragrances. We're actually, this is our third, we're celebrating our third birthday this month. So um, oh, happy it's birthday. gone so fast. <laughs> yeah, so it's perfect timing. <laughs> Um, still feels like year one, I think, but also year 10. But yeah, I mean, it's been a whirlwind. Um, I've been partnered with Adore Beauty since I think we launched in January, the second week of January of this year. So that has just, I can't believe it's nearly been a year. Gosh. Already. Time flies, doesn't it? If it's any consolation, Raquel, I still kind of feel like it's our first year too and the door's been around for 21 years. So I don't <laughs> think oh, it really is. Better. Really <laughs> <laughs> oh, it keeps you on your toes, I guess. And um, I mean, it's not meant to be easy and it's definitely not, but gosh, it's fun. Oh, that's good. I mean, the, the Who is Elijah launch, like that was, you know, one of our most popular fragrance launches. Like, Probably ever. So, I mean, what inspired you to create the brand? Like, why fragrance? Um, so, firstly, the biggest compliment I think I've ever had is that when I when I heard that from the girls at Outdoor Beauty that it was the most popular fragrance launch. Um, I still can't believe it. So, thank you. Um, but so, I went to Coachella with my group of best friends about four and a half years ago now, so April 2017, and a friend brought a friend and she just smelled amazing. And I, I, at that stage, I was 22, 23, and I was, wasn't a big fragrance fanatic by any means. Um, you know, I wore perfume that my parents would buy me on my birthdays and Christmases, but she just smelled incredible. Um, and I asked what she was wearing and it was just this little bottle of fragrance oil that she found backpacking in India and it was just the most intoxicating smell I ended up tracking it down online and buying I think I had to buy 30 bottles of it because they only sold it wholesale and <laughs> I just started wearing it back at home wow. um, like a few months later and 
just random people and people that I knew coming up to me in the streets of Bondi and Cronulla, um, tapping me on the shoulder, like, what are you, what are you wearing? And I just, I just had a light bulb moment, like, why don't I try and make this into a perfume or something? And I mean, I come from a bit of a business and corporate background. So I think I always had that sort of, um, business idea, but also it started as a hobby. Um, yes. I mean, it wasn't straight away. I probably sat on it for about six months before I really started researching how the bloody hell to make an actual perfume because I had no idea. How do you Um, make a perfume? (laughs) I still don't know. I know. I was going to say, where do you even start? (laughs) I'm fascinated. Yeah, so um, Google is still my best friend. Lots of research. Um, I found a perfumer. So the first perfumer that I found is I still work with him to this day. So he's actually based mm-hmm. here in Sydney. I think he's the third generation of running the um, the business. So they do scents for all types of like fragrances. And I think they now do food and candles and so, so many different areas. But yeah, I mean, he, I'm on the phone to him almost every day um, with annoying questions. I'm sure he would not say. But um, yeah, so basically first meeting, sitting down with him, and really picking apart what is in a fragrance. He asked me what fragrances that I liked. I showed him the bottle of oil that we had and he, um, they have what's called a scent library. So you sit down for a mm-hmm. few hours and you smell the coffee beans and you smell like this is what jasmine smells like and you really, um, you know, sandalwood and amber and you pick apart all of the little um, ingredients and then you start to put them together and, yeah, it can it, – at the beginning I felt like it was a lot easier to do it, I think, because I was a bit more go with the flow. But now I'm – you know, now it's a full-on business, so I'm more right. intricate with the details. And so it's taken a lot longer. We're actually just about – we actually yesterday just finalised our fifth fragrance, which is very Ooh. exciting. Um, Amazing. It's been the hardest one to make, but um, I think it's just because I'm a bit more of a perfectionist now, I guess. But yeah, so that's really, that's kind of the very short way of how to make a fragrance. <laughs> and and what do you start with? Like, what do you, I mean, when, you, when you're going to the perfumer and you're saying, okay, I want a mm. fragrance that, like, do you start with like, a person or a feeling or uh, like what what do you go say like make me a perfume that smells like a Hemsworth like a deer (laughs) (laughs) well um yeah I guess I mean it's sort of it's different I would say more like past experiences is how I created the first sort of couple of fragrances so that was you know I was inspired by that bottle of um oil that we found and that uh, the first fragrance I created was his hair and his hair smells nothing like this bottle of oil but I guess it I tried to interpret what that smell was like and along the way ended up with his hair and I smelt his hair when he first showed up to me and I stopped in my tracks and I said this is incredible like what is in it and he um you know he picked it apart and we and I was like I just I think I think this is it and we went with it and it's um remained our bestseller since day one which is amazing so that was kind of by fluke that we made his hair her hair I smelt a soap when I was traveling and stayed at a hotel and I kept the little soap with me and it was um of bergamot so I wanted to and I've never really had smelt bergamot before or not that I had really took notice of 
Um, so that inspired me to make her her. Um, I was pregnant with my first um, child, George, um, when I was making his uh, her her. So I think it's, I was, you know, feeling at my most feminine. And so I think that really inspired her her. So um, yeah, I guess experiences day to day, smells that I might smell somewhere else, feelings, moments. I'm a complete novice to fragrance, um, both technically, but also just as a consumer, I, I buy things that I love the smell of. I probably don't wear them properly. I like the concept of layering. <laughs> I haven't really mastered it, no. but I love the creativity of it. And I love that um, what I know is that obviously fragrance really evokes and sustains memories and has this really lovely connection viscerally like to times and places and hearing you talk about, you know, Coachella and then talking about your travels. Like I think that's synonymous with fragrance, which is why it's such a beautiful product to engage with and incorporate. So would you say like the evolution of the products that you've launched have really married up with different points in your life? Yeah, I really think so. And, you know, just recently um, I started working with um, an amazing copywriter just to, I'm not good with I can hear it in my head, but I'm not good when I need to put it on paper. Um, so she's actually based in Melbourne. She's fabulous. Um, so we really sat down and it, it was great to have someone that wasn't someone that I speak to all the time really pick my brain about why, why did you make these fragrances and why this and why that. And, you know, it really, we came, the stories that we were writing, it really came down to the, my moments in life that I have had um, in the, you know, the short short few years that it's been since launching Who Is Elijah. And, I mean, to me personally, they um, evoke, you know, very personal memories. And I think even you can think back to, like, that boyfriend that you hated, you can still smell what he smelled like, <laughs> you know. Yes. And I think it, with everyone, you know, I hope that our fragrances, you know, are good memories and not always the, the boy that didn't call you back. But... Um, I think it's really up to everyone to make amazing memories and you always, I think smell is the number one sort of memory evoker that we um, that we have as people and humans and it's, um, it's beautiful. There's a fabulous person on Twitter, I think her handle is Rachel Simon, I'll, I'll double check so we can put it in the notes and she does these kind of little fragrance finder sessions just randomly on Twitter. She'll be like, radio, everybody, I've got half an hour spare. Tell me the fragrance that you want and I'll <laughs> like describe it to me and I'll tell you which fragrance you need to buy. And she says, you know, people say things like, okay, I want to smell like Catherine Zeta-Jones in a leather trench coat, <laughs> drinking red wine and eating a rare steak. And she'll be like, oh, bam. That's <laughs> such an image. Or, you know, yeah. I want to be I want to be Kira Knightley as Elizabeth Bennett, you know, walking on the moors before dawn. And she'll like pick a fragrance that matches with that, which I just, uh, that's one of the things I love about fragrance so is that it's so moody, yeah. right? It's especially been really, um, really powerful and really important. I know even throughout, you know, the last, few months being in lockdown it 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 is that thing that transports us and you know when we haven't really been able to do that it's been such a lovely Mm. thing I know um a lot of the girls you know uh commit to wearing a different fragrance every day just to feel just to feel different (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah that's right if you were to if you were to um identify any of your fragrances with celebrities um, or personify them, Raquel. Like, does anything? Does does anyone come to mind, especially? Yes, I actually. Um, I had fun with this one. Um, so, K 
Kate, the lovely Kate. I, from memory, you likened our his her to smelling like a Hemsworth. I did. So um, I'm going to shout that from the rooftop for the rest of my life. So. <laughs> Um, Haze is our sort of smoky but sweet, it's very sexy. Um, I can picture Robert Downey Jr. and Johnny Depp would wear Haze. Oh, yep, yep. Muse, um, Muse is sexy, it's subtle, it's sophisticated. I think it was just last week, um, the amazing Jen Atkin the hair queen she uh, we sent her some of our fragrances and she actually messaged us to tell us that she absolutely loved muse so um i'm gonna gonna give muse to jen amazing um and her her um transport me to the italian beach side i think bella hadid in a tiny teeny tiny little bikini on the poolside in italy yep no i can i can see that yeah it's very it's very Mm. um just beautiful and citrusy and fresh and yeah mm. I love that so how I mean on the back to the business side of things before we get completely carried away on a fragrance <laughs> tangent we are so supposed tracks, to be yeah. talking business at some point. um so how like from I mean even just from a capital perspective I mean I'm sure it's not cheap to make a fragrance like how how did you raise the money? Yeah um well I mean at the beginning um so I actually quit my full-time job in July of last year so a big chunk of you know the business I was working full-time I was working corporate so you know I had a, a nice so a side hustle it was a side mm. hustle so I had a salary um that whole time so I was funding it all myself from the get-go and I mean doing one product and one fragrance at a time is manageable um and I mean the overheads you know, I converted our garage into our logistics and warehousing. So well, I mean, familiar. I didn't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the overheads. I mean, you think about going back to those days sometimes, and they're actually so much easier. You don't have all these big bills to pay. But um, you know, as time went on, and I started to get really serious about it, and people started really loving our fragrances. It. You know, I had to upgrade our packaging and, you know, you wanted wanting to order the higher MOQs. So um, the good old bank of mum and dad have come in handy um, quite a mm-hmm. few times now. Um, but I think once I saw the success, um, I mean, they were my dad told me not to launch a fragrance business and to stay at my very safe job. Um, dad. But, um, <laughs> idiot. Um, but he bit <laughs> his words very, very, very quickly. And um, yeah, so I now I've just actually employed my one of my brothers full time. So yeah, so I haven't had to get funding sort of like from a bank or anything like that. But yeah, whatever, whatever you think you need, double it because it's mm, always, bloody expensive. <laughs> always need more, don't you? No, it's very, very true. All those implicit expenses that you don't know about that pop up every yeah, once in a while right it's especially gosh. this year the f- yeah. money we have spent on freight is just yeah. out of control mm. <laughs> it's yep. out of control so hopefully next year's a little bit nicer to the um wallet yes so i'm sure there's been some scary moments what was the yes. biggest oh crap moment for you um, so not too long ago, <laughs> not too long ago, um, about about four months ago now, um, I came to the realisation that I had overextended myself and hired um, two particular roles 
that I really thought that I needed, but I actually didn't. And the hardest part was that those two roles, um, my friends um, were actually hired for those two roles. So, you know, having to, you know, uh, sit them down and say, you know, I really messed up. Like I, I thought the business really needed these roles when in fact that we didn't. And hiring those senior roles so early on, you know, I really lost touch of the the everyday movements and details of the business like so early on. And I just think, you know, it was a big mistake. Um, so I, you know, I've really taken back the reins again and I needed to understand what the business needed before I handed it over to someone else. So I think that on a friendship level and on a business level, I think that's the biggest, what was I thinking moment? Um, but I mean, on the back end of that is when Adam, my husband came and joined the business and we've implemented a lot of systems now, such as Salesforce, and we've completely perfected almost or improved um, the business in the past four months. So we got out of that moment, but it was it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's always you know, for every founder that I've ever spoken to, I think, yes, having to let anybody go is just right up there in the absolute hardest conversations (laughs) that people do not want to have. And so particularly to have it with someone who's, who's a friend must have been, yeah, not fun, not fun. Don't don't recommend it. (laughs) And what about, okay, let's, you know, flip to funner things. What are the pinch me moments? Like what are the ones where you're like, no, no way. Oh, I've had so many. Um, well, I think one that has stood out and still to this day really stands out is when um, I think you may know her, the amazing Sam Frost from Adore Beauty. Yeah. She emailed me <laughs> in um, December last year um, confirming that Adore Beauty wanted to go ahead with a wholesale partnership with who is Elijah. And I cried, I danced, I spent way too much money on a huge cake and took the whole team out for lunch and um I don't know I think that that was our that was one of our sliding door moments into that you know that next stage of business and growth and um it just gave us a lot of trust in what we were doing and um you know it's still so crazy to hear that people wear um you know my perfumes and my fragrances so um I think you know partnering with Adore was just incredible and gave me sort of I guess that validation um, not that I necessarily needed, but absolutely wanted. Um, mm. And then, I mean, just last week, Jen Atkin messaging us and, po- you know, posting a photo of our perfumes. You know, it wasn't paid. We've never had to pay um, an influencer to date. So that was, you know, it was very genuine and really, you know, beautiful to hear. And she has her own perfume company. So I definitely wasn't expecting it. And then we recently hired an influencer um, manager, a few months ago and she's she's done amazing the people that she you know she's reaching from you know to within Australia and the US is amazing and you know every week we have you know a few big name people posting photos and um giving us praise about our perfume so um yeah every day is a bit of a pinch me which is nice yeah I love that that story um, hey, did you set out, you know, obviously a lot of the following has been established online. Did you set out as that being part of your strategy from the beginning? Did you know day dot when it, who is Elijah was born that it was going to be a digital first kind of brand? Um, 
I am not a strategy person, so I really didn't have a <laughs> solid plan. Um, but I mean, definitely that it was going to launch as um, an e-com business. Um, but I knew from sort of day one that you can't, it's very hard to sell a new fragrance, especially through a photograph or through words um, on a website, especially when no one knew who I was or what our fragrances were. So I knew that um, going down the wholesale route and reaching out to stores and finding wholesale partners was going to play a big part. And it's still a massive part of um, who is Elijah um, to this day. So, and I think it's, you, you know, that we have the big stores and we have the little stores and um, we've just recently launched into the US. So now we're starting to grow our wholesale representation there and we're reaching people who we just can't simply reach from, especially in lockdown in Sydney. But um, I think, yeah, it, it changes all the time. And I think introducing um, Joe, our influencer manager, has really helped grow and build our online customers as well, which has been good. So we're getting to that nice even level of both wholesale and online now, which is um which has been great. Which has been great. Raquel, what do you think? I mean, in the, you know, three years that your business has been around so far, which as you say is a long time and also not a long time. What do you think are the biggest lessons that you've learned so far that you would share with other people who are starting out? Lessons. I mean, all of the lessons that I've learned, I'm glad that I have because it's positioned us where we are now and, you know, I needed to learn those things. But, I mean, be very particular and be really sure before you hire, especially those senior roles. I think that's the one that really sticks out. Um, I wish that I sort of did everything myself a little bit longer, just not to keep control, but just to really understand what the business um, needs. And I, I mean, I still jump on and do customer service now because I want to know what the customer's um, are thinking what what issues there are, if there are any, and um, you know, there's always issues. So, I think that's really important. Like, stay involved in every department for as long as possible because we are still fixing processes every day now. And you know, I'll spend at least a day in the warehouse a week just you know working with everyone. And a lot of the people that I've hired, none of them have ever worked in a perfume company before, you know, so it's new to all of us. So we've really been learning together. So I think really, yeah, staying involved in every aspect of the business for as long as you possibly can is so important. Do, are you one of these people that do like a like a vision board or do you have like kind of like a, a dream for where you see who is Elijah, where you go, okay, now I know we've really made it? I don't know. I mean, I want to really grow us internationally. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't vision at the finish line, I guess. I guess it's just what products that we could create. You know, we have a few products in mind. We have a couple of different products launching this end of this year and early next year. And I mean, I, I don't think I'm at the point yet where I've really sat down to think of where, where is the, the golden end line I guess yeah yeah good question I might actually think about that (laughs) well it's funny because we were having this conversation with our with our guest last week actually and it's a consistent theme apparently but yes that that kind of um entrepreneur mindset where 
Um, and I was, I was sharing with our with our guest last week that um, it's kind of a thing where you know you're always running towards the horizon, which of course keeps moving, and so you don't get there. Keeps moving, <laughs> keeps getting further away, or at least just as far as it ever was. And um, and it's and it's actually about that process of just sort of always striving, but also really so important to also sometimes stop and just turn around and go, oh, actually, I've come quite far. Mm, I did all this. <laughs> I was just going to jump in here and say, like, if you look back at the last three years, would there be anything, a lot of it is about putting one foot in front of the other. But if you looked back, would you change anything about how the last three years have evolved for you? Um, No, I don't, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I, I, all the lessons that I've learned, I've, I think I've had to learn and I'm glad that I learned them now and not a few years down the track because it could have had a much worse effect. So, um, no, I'm going to stick with my mistakes and not change any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, can you give us any sneak peeks on this fifth fragrance? Ooh, yes. yes. I need to know. I'm wearing it right now. It's amazing. I was actually, just before this call, um, I was on the phone to my perfumer and they, you can, it's, the longevity of it is crazy. Like we can still smell it after the shower. Um, I wore it to um, some appointments yesterday and I've had, I think, seven people who, not not keeping count or anything, but seven people compliment me on um, what I smelled like. So um, that's really exciting. It's, it's very different, once again, to all of our other fragrances. So it's I couldn't compare it to any of our other fragrances. Um, it's it's sexy. It's masculine but feminine at the same time. It it's a, it's a bit of a journey. So at the the first spray is one fragrance, the middle is another fragrance, and then the the third is another fragrance altogether. So um, we're actually it's been named. So we're calling it Nomad. Um, which is very fitting to the journey of the fragrance. And we're planning a really, really cool launch, which is something that we haven't really done before. The first three fragrances, I just put them online one day and that was the launch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've... Um, <laughs> you have time to plan a launch. Yeah, yeah I've, um, I've actually got a little package um, going to Adore Beauty to test it out next week to smell it. So you'll, um, you'll be able to get a very early sneak peek. Um, oh, can't wait. Yeah, and then we a couple of other things that we are working on is some candles. Very cliche, I know, but it is our probably most requested product to make. So um, yeah. we um, that should be launching just in time for Valentine's Day, actually. So it's very exciting. That's very exciting. Are they going to be the same as the original scents? Yeah, so at the moment we're sampling just his, her and haze in the candle form. Yeah. Um, so we'll start with them. So we should get them actually by next week so then we can start testing the actual candle and the burn and whatnot. But um, we've just um, custom created our vessels for the candles and they're very minimal. They're very, they're, they're stunning. They're like a beautiful cement. Um, so I'm really excited for them. More excited about the vessel, I think. Amazing. <laughs> We can never have too many candles at a door. No, like I know. everybody's More aspiring candles. to a candle More wardrobe. Candles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So this is you've got some really exciting launches ahead. That's going to be amazing, and I I love that we've got the little jump. Um, but we'll definitely have to hand that over to the fragrance team. Yes, please. Um, but 
What's your what's your kind of long term view? You spoke about overseas, so you're really looking to expand overseas and working with lots of influencers mm. to get your message out there. Yeah, I think um, so. In in LA, we've just sort of established um, a warehouse there now, so we're actually distributing from LA for about four to six weeks now. Um, so that's been a big help. Um, shipping fragrance isn't the easiest thing either, being a dangerous no, good. So, um, <laughs> dangerous goods, yes. Dangerous good. I didn't know that before mm-hmm. I started a perfume company. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think just, you know, trying to make our mark there and, you know, I, I, who is Elijah was essentially born in, um, you know, L.A. or Palm Springs at Coachella. So um, we've actually got a really... This is a bit of a scoop. We've actually got a really cool um, giveaway happening in January. Um, I won't say too much, but I'll say one word, Coachella. <laughs> um, so I think that'll be amazing. And, um, yeah, just trying to get our name out there and um, and hold on to where we started and why we started. Mm. Yeah. So exciting. That's a lovely story. Yeah, it's a great story. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Raquel. It was delightful hearing your story (laughs) well thank you for having me and so lovely to meet you um, yeah it's exciting I hope we get to talk again soon as for what's coming I'd love to give our listeners a heads up on next week's beauty biz guest we have the super lovely Olivia Carr from Silk joining us she's got one of the best stories in the industry on how she made her brand one of the most loved in Hollywood so tune in for a listen next week and bye for now thanks so much Raquel all right bye